Superhero Stuff You Should Know is part of the Greenlit Podcast Network. Hey, this is Ben from Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and I have an important announcement for you guys. At the end of every single episode of Superhero Stuff You Should Know, you might hear a shout-out to our fans, one of whom is Matt Herring, who was one of the original Superhouse fans. He's always given us his support, and now it's time that we support him. Uh, We've just recently found out that Matt has been diagnosed with stage 4 colon cancer. And as a cancer survivor myself, I know personally that there's a lot of emotional and financial strain that comes into that. Uh, his wife, Kelly, has set up a GoFundMe account at GoFundMe.com slash F slash Matthew hyphen kicks hyphen cancer 039S hyphen butt. Uh, and hopefully you can help reduce the financial strain to that as well as some of the emotional strain that comes with that. Again, that's GoFundMe.com slash F slash Matthew dash kicks dash cancer 039S dash butt. Matt Herring was the first, I guess you could say, true Superhouse fan. We were Superhouse at that time. You know, the first fan of this podcast and what we do here and um, has always supported us, talked about us, and um, he's from a town close to where I'm from, and uh, so we share that as well, and just a huge superhero fan, and, you know, nerd like the rest of us, and now he's going through that, and uh, if you could donate just at least any amount of money to that link that Ben just said, that would be truly appreciated just hang in there matt you'll beat this thing soon meanwhile at the hall of justice batman and aquaman are interviewing applicants for the justice league my man so we seem to be interviewing some applicants what is your name it is i comrade girl it appears that you're from russia so, my man, are you like some sort of a communist or something like that? Oh, uh, da, I, uh, Conrad, appearances can be deceiving. Uh, it's, it's sometimes it's Russian and sometimes slightly Dracula. That's good. I'm a fan of Dracula. Oh, with, I mean, with the biting and the, the sucking, you guys have a similar wardrobe, so, uh, you know. What is your experience with heroics? I mean, you know, before we move on from from uh, what is happening with you and Dracula, we all know the costuming is mostly fetish. I mean, so, uh, you know, it's, uh, to each his own, Batman. My uh, personal preferences are not interviewed right now. Oh, uh, th- I'll save my questions uh, for... For the end. Uh, yeah. Uh, I want to know about the heroics. My heroics. Uh, yeah, da, da. Um... Well, uh, you know, a small town guy, just uh, like, you know, uh, you know, small town boy living in a lonely world. I took the midnight train straight to Albany. Hey! And, uh... That sounds sort of familiar. Those are the lyrics that Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Give us your real backstory. Wait, let's put a pin in that real quick. Batman, you listen to Journey? I need to know all pop culture in case the Riddler uses it for his riddles. My man... I absolutely love their essential set. I listen to them all the time on the Apple Essentials list. So does Nightwing. Look at us. We're just riffing. It's like I'm in Justice League already. Look at it. Maybe you'll be part of the Injustice League. 
Oh, now you're kind of talking my language, because I'm not going to lie. You're asking me about uh, heroics, and uh, I find that to be a little, you know, uh, a little uh, uh, wimpy, uh, bitchy, you know, kind of stuff. I like sort of to mix it up. I like to have a good time, uh, you know, rig elections or not rig elections, but sort of get in there and mix up the whole vibe. Sounds like you're a better fit for the Legion of Doom. Have you ever saved a squid? Uh, I, I, I do like to eat the fried version of that. I, I, I don't like the ones that look like they're still in the ocean, the ones that actually, but the ones that look like rings, I put one on each finger. I say, ha, ha, ha. Now I have all the power. I snap my fingers and then I eat them. You know, it's like a little dinner joke. People really like that. To be fair, Arthur, fried calamari is really good. I'll give you Alfred's recipe. I'm so way in Justice League, I'm already finding out Batman's accomplices. Why'd you get into this business anyway? Did your parents die? Did you fall into a whale? Oh. What manner of origin story do you have? It's very good story. It's very good. Uh, normal guy, you know, minding own business. Uh, no accent yet back then those days. Hard as that might be to believe. Uh, and, uh, you know, wandering in woods. I find a magic gem. Woods! You know, you guys have been there. Yeah, a gem in the woods. It's sort of like seaweed, but drier. Ah, okay, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, you know, above water uh, ah. uh, vegetation. I find this little gem. I don't really know, uh, you know, where it comes from, but it, I, very quickly I realize I can use it to vaporize things uh, as long as I put it in some form of hat. So at first, you know, I just have baseball cap. Uh, later on, I make a better looking helmet. Uh, you know, it does give me a massive amount of radiation, but uh, comes with the territory, I like to say, uh, yeah. Sounds worth it to me. What do you think, Bats? Again, I think he's a better fit for the Legion of Doom. They're five blocks away, by the way, if you want to look at a swamp that looks like Darth Vader's head. Honestly, honestly, I didn't want to bring it up, but I was trying to just come in and ask you guys for directions for how to get there. Because I knew I was in the neighborhood, wandering around, where is Doom, where is Doom, you know, five blocks is close, but I, I you know. Uh, but you guys seem so You know, the zoning is much better in Atlantis than it is here. I just gotta tell you, I had noticed that as well earlier. The fact that they're five blocks away, a little weird. It's not my city. I won't claim responsibility for it. Should we get print out new MapQuest directions on paper for him to follow around the corner or what? You're still using MapQuest? Arthur, I have to update you with Wayne Maps. Yes, I'm using MapQuest because Atlantean technology is among the highest in the world. I'm glad we're finally talking politics, which is the best way into any conversation. I mean, it's so funny to me you don't like Legion of Doom. They just want the world to run like Atlantis. You know, you're the king of Atlantis and you get the, you know. They want nothing like Atlantis. They want Doom and legions of it. Yeah, well, that's true. They also are fans still of air. You know, that you would think not, but they are mostly all pro air. Uh, so, that's true, I guess. Believe it or not, I also breathe oxygen. Yeah, how do you pull that off, man? It's sort of like a Kevin Costner kind of thing, but without the gills. It's weird. I think you're a better fit for the Legion of Doom, and this interview is over. I have the map quest directions printed out right here. 
Uh, thank you. That's amazing. They'll print things out in Atlantis. It's waterproof paper. Amazing, right? Thing of beauty. Wow. You've got a lamination machine down there. Holy crap. Hey, this guy's pretty cool. Welcome once again to Superhero Stuff You Should Know, a Superhouse podcast, and you can see us in the Batcave, at least Andrew and me, uh, right now, but uh, welcome. This has been the man who knows just too much about Batman. <laughs> it's, just, it's insane. Just too much. My head this is will what explode you're at some point, yes. <laughs> I want to say, this is Andrew, by the way, but like you're like, we have like a, the rest of Superhouse pretty much has like a full spectrum nerdery, but Ben has... <laughs> Put that to a laser focus into one particular subject. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. Like, you, you focus it all on this one thing, and that's become the podcast, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. Uh, we're joined by, uh, I guess, uh, if for you guys out there who are Spiro fans, you guys should check out this uh, mockumentary on YouTube called Zero Issue. And uh, we have a couple of people from behind the scenes and in front of the camera of Zero Issue. Uh, I'll let them introduce themselves, starting with Allie. Hi, um, I'm Allie Keller. I was a producer on Zero Issue. Awesome. And we're also joined by... Hey, I'm Jim Fagan, and uh, I was the director and a producer of Zero Issue, and I played Comrade Carl. In the movie as well, <laughs> who you guys might have heard in our sketch earlier of Comrade Carl Comrade. trying to uh, yes, <laughs> trying to uh, interview and apply for the Justice League, only to find out that he was Boris and Natasha trying to Sorry. find directions for the Legion of Doom. So anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think uh, I think we wrapped that that character wrapped two years ago, and that was the most recent time I'd taken that accent out again. Oh, oh really? yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Very fun. Surprise reprisal there, but uh, yeah. awesome. So uh, this is this has been a special treat for us because uh, we a lot of times we reach out to our guests, but this is uh, one of the times where uh, you guys reached out to us, and so we had to first ask, you know, try to not to be too self indulgent, but like what led you guys to discover uh, superhero stuff you should know. Um, I uh, have been listening to a ton of superhero podcasts. Um, after this movie got made, I sort of came into the project as a superhero novice on many, many fronts and then stayed that way through the process to make sure jokes would still land with audience members like me who didn't have any of the uh, background Easter egg yeah. info. Yeah. But spending the entire process feeling incredibly out of the loop was very frustrating. <laughs> so as soon as we picture locked, so had sort of a deep dive on superhero podcasts, superhero movies, anything I could kind of get my hands on so I could finally get all of the jokes from the production meetings over the last year and a half. Um, so you guys were one of the first ones I had found that popped up in my literal Googling of like superhero podcast, things to check out about superheroes. Amazing. Uh, okay. So I've been listening to not all of them because that is a lot of catch up, but That's I have been listening to a lot yeah. of um, episodes here and there and I thought you guys were really fun so I was pumped to finally be in the stage where we could reach out to people. Were we Superhouse at the time or were we Superhero Stuff You Should Know? When superhero, you first stuff, found superhero Stuff You Should Know. Ah, okay, but cool. I was seeing Superhouse in the Googling so it took me a minute to ah. put we had a We changed the name because we we kind of felt that no one knew what a Superhouse was so we made it 
super easy superhero stuff you should know <laughs> podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, we wanted to be found, and it worked. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah, there you go. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, as soon as and as soon as Allie uh, found you guys, she was like, "You have to start listening." And I have been jumping around in your past catalog, but one of the first ones I grabbed was uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two uh, recap that you guys. Uh, uh, yeah, I wish ago. Wolfie was here. Yeah, yeah, yeah that. it was that was a that was a fun one. And then I love Batman, but haven't I? I feel like I can feel it in this movie too haven't indulged in Batman as much as I would like to over the past few years because of how dominant Marvel movies have been in my sort of uh, superhero movie uh, diet since, you know, the Dark Knight series. And I've certainly seen uh, Batman versus Superman and stuff, but not with as much, I think, uh, return viewing. So I've been like, oh, yeah, Batman is like, my favorite comic book. (laughs) It's been like nice (laughs) listening to you guys talk about it and be like, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's not all Joker movies over and over, which are good, oh, yeah. but yeah. Uh, it's it's nice to uh, it's nice to be like, oh yeah, I love this comic, so uh, that's been fun for oh, me. Oh yeah, it was. I, good. I don't mind it taking over. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. That's cool. uh, the other question I guess we had was like, do you have any uh, favorite episodes off the top of your head? I know Jim just mentioned the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle two one, but uh, are there any others? I think my favorite one might be the most recent Batman one that you Bat guys just posted. Yeah, Bat Life. Yes. Um, nice. <laughs> where but... you went through the exercise regimen? Is that that one? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I it love that. It was great. <laughs> yeah. I gotta, I did, I gotta... yeah deep dive is so good. Yeah. I, no, I gotta say, what, what happened there, uh, and I confessed it on social media, so this is not a, that big of a secret anymore, but uh, we were originally going to do another storyline, and I was just busy that week, and the weekend came around we were about to record and i was like i'm gonna have to read 300 pages between now and sunday that's not gonna happen because i got all this other stuff going on so let me just throw together some stuff that i like kind of already know and hopefully it'll fill out like 45 minutes and then it turned into a two-hour episode (laughs) so (laughs) oh my god i mean i don't see how you'd be able to do it in less than two hours when you just need to go through all of his reps like that he has to do (laughs) like on his off day where he had to run like uh 20 miles you know yeah (laughs) i love i love how wolfie also i'm talking behind behind his back a little bit but he he didn't even know what a rep was wolfie's never worked out a day in his life right he's he's blessed with he has like he's the perfect metabolism like he's pretty skinny Mm -hmm. and right who was it who was it who was like, are you ser- are you seriously asking me that right now? Yeah, that- probably, probably me. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah, because I, I was wondering, because, like, the routine, there's so much to list out, and I'm just like, I'm just going to go through this really quickly, because I don't know how interesting this part is compared to everything else, but uh, it's cool to know that that, uh, that hit, so that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, that thanks for having us on, guys. We're psyched to talk to you. Yeah. 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 So what led to the idea behind Zero Issue? Uh, I think, uh, you know, we were a, a production collective. Uh, we were making a lot of online sketch. We were doing some branded commercial stuff. And we were like, well, we really want to make, you know, like a deep dive movie. We want to do something ourselves. And we, I mean, we went over 20, 30 ideas. We just kept like spitting things around. But eventually we were like, we just kind of want to make the kind of movie that we want to go see. And we love mockumentaries um, and we love superhero movies. So we went to, uh, there was this like exhibit in New York City at the time about the history of comics and shit like that. I 
forget it was at like the transit museum it was like somewhere fucking random uh but uh you know we went and just like reminded ourselves all the shit we liked about it as kids um matt zach and i had backgrounds i had read a bunch of spider-man comics i was you know geeking out over the cartoons a lot as a kid zach was a big comic book reader and matt was like a big video game player so we sort of like talked about it filled it all in and we were like okay that was like step one and then step two was just looking at our world of like filmmaking independent filmmaking and independent film festivals and how like anxiety producing and sometimes hilariously pathetic they can be when you're like running around in them and going crazy uh trying to like uh define your life by them so it, it all sort of kind of started coming together uh and that kind of you know took us forever and then it happened very fast the idea um we sort of like group thought it up and then matt went off and wrote the script it's pretty cool I've never seen that combination. Like you might be the first to do a superhero mockumentary. Are there been any others? I mean, we, I think that there is a couple of like high concept TV shows that have like dipped their toe into it and then Uh. like immediately gotten canceled, but, and not even like pure superhero stuff. Like, I think there was one that was a mockumentary about like normal people in a superhero world. Oh, the destruction, they had to deal with the destruction or something. Yeah. Something like that. And, and that, that didn't last long. So, but, I mean, when we thought the idea up, uh, it was honestly like four years ago now that we first started thinking of this idea. And we were like, this has to have been made. And then for the past four years, as we were, you know, finishing the movie, I just kept expecting a major film that (laughs) does exactly this to drop immediately. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, I I think we did. We did become first to market kind of with it, which is cool. And uh, I it's kind of a weird combo, but I feel like it works for the kind of story we're trying to tell. So do you, you said you were fans of mockumentaries. Uh, do you have like a, like a top, top list? Like is Spinal Tap your favorite best in show something like that? Or yeah, Christopher Gast is like the, the starting point for us. I think right. Ali, what about you? Cause you've heard when you came on, we like rattled all this off to you. And what, what did you end up actually like consuming and liking? Um, I had seen Best in Show. That's definitely one of my favorites. And obviously I was familiar with like Parks and Rec and The Office Uh, and that kind of stuff that got very big. Um, uh, What I didn't know before and what I watched and what I loved was What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah, that was a big one. And I immediately fell in love with it. And now I love the TV show that has happened since then, which is great. Yeah, I think at the moment we were writing it, we had just seen What We Do in the Shadows, which also was like a short film years ago that they were like not uh, super happy with yeah. uh and they were always <laughs> waiting for their chance to do it the way they wanted to uh which is kind of inspiring for us and uh you know um that and uh the show documentary now um and right. which is a fred armison show which is like a very funny uh mockumentary show on ifc i don't know if you guys have seen that one but i've seen a good preview for that uh, i have an idea what you're talking about yeah yeah there's one episode called uh a, the, a man, uh, a myth, a uh, gangster, something. Oh, no, a man, a gangster festival. It's an Al Capone episode. It's about an Al Capone festival in Reykjavik, Iceland. And it's <laughs> they pack this full world of this festival into about 30 minutes. And it became a major influence for us. We were just like amazed at how many characters and how many funny real life kind of feeling jokes were sort of slid in effortlessly and how seriously they treated the uh 
the concept like and and then how they use locals to fill out the whole world which we did the same exact thing for our movie and right, so it yeah. was a big influence on us yeah for sure so it, it best that shows the one where they say what happened right y yes i say that uh, all the time and people hardly ever get it they oh, never get what i'm quoting it's a beautiful reference uh the, the, <laughs> the great happened? late the great late fred willard um yeah. who he he's such a funny dude and oh my god the that and the other one he does in that is i don't think so it's like his <laughs> terrible catchphrase it's so good <laughs> i forgot about that one the the, the thing yeah. that stuck with me the most was what happened hey well, what happened <laughs> it's like him reliving his glory days as like a child actor but now he's just like a manager for dogs or something <laughs> right, like that right 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 <laughs> i think one of the things i love was just seeing i can tell just how much fun it must have been to create this just in terms of the different characters to do so we were curious out of the characters who show up in the zero issue cast which one is your guys' favorite Ooh, ali are you ready i want to hear yours before i throw mine out but um you haven't been asked this before no we oh, haven't wow. i'm okay. psyched no, by it never wow okay <clears throat> good job babe. i mean Oh, I'm gonna. I feel like I have so many favorite moments, but to pick a character is so hard. I'm gonna toss what? out three for very personal reasons, uh, which is, oh my god, I there every. I'm so close to every. I mean, my wife's in this movie, uh, my father's in this movie, um, my best friends, all these people. But there are three characters that were created by Matt and the actor. Matt's the writer who also plays Dale Dinkle. And they were created because we called our three friends, Chris, Patricia, and May. And we were like, they're college friends of ours. They're spectacular actors. And we were like, we're gonna make a movie and we want you to be in it. Uh, what do you wanna do, basically? <laughs> and okay. so Patricia helped us create uh, Lacey LaJoy, who is the damsel and the professional oh, damsel in distress. That was hilarious. That was awesome. Yeah. That's and so funny, it was man. brilliant. Yeah. So I mean, good. just and filled in a spot of the comic book world that we were like desperately missing. Is she and supposed then, to be like uh, one of the ant, one of those like anti-feminist women? That's the kind of she, also the vibe I got. That's what that character would be. You know, she is totally like uh, she has like. How, how do I wrap it up in a nutshell? She is a professional damsel in distress. She is like Lois Lane. She is, and we are just trying to like jab at the idea that like she has a PhD. She's like crazy qualified, and all she's asked to do is run yeah. in heels right. and get kidnapped. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and that's her. That's like her joy and her passion. Um, so yeah, she definitely <laughs> she's playing one of the characters that set the entire like women's rights movement back a hundred years every yeah. time they're portrayed on screen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I just May, like getting into bars for free. I just love yeah. it. <laughs> May I don't have to play. make as much money as men because I get into bars for free. Oh my god! That and then kidnapped. Uh, I went. Yeah, I went. I, I dated yeah. a girl. Sorry to de derail this a little bit, but I dated a girl for one time. Went on one date and she said that shit, and I was like, I I'm done. I can't. I can't deal with this. No. An interesting thing to lead with on a first we date. got there somehow on the first day <laughs> very weird thing yeah, to start yeah with. yeah I, it's just like i can't you're you're too stupid <laughs> i can't deal with this <laughs> oh man um yeah i mean the fact that she came in and, and helped us make that was like i don't know pretty amazing and then may coming with her doing uh chrono cop was awesome and then chris 
uh, slipped into a character. We had written out a uh, politician uh, who was the state congressperson, but he came with like 30 ad libs ready to go, like a whole fleshed out character that it was his idea to try to kiss everybody. Uh, it was just, <laughs> he was so funny. Uh, so I, I think that I have a special place in my heart for those three, uh, for those three characters, for sure. Awesome. All yeah. Right. I think um, if I had to, to pick, it would be down to two. And one of them is Key Lime Lamper. <laughs> yeah. And it's for that, yeah. the line he has about, I got to get an agent. Yeah. I just, it's one of my favorite little, things in the movie and I truly love Jessica who was the sorority sister ride oh God, um, me too. for uh, she just every time it cuts to her face is so funny Katrina was so great in that part um no 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 what about the Katrina... whitewash kung fu sisters or whatever <laughs> oh yeah what that's my I, yes also they are brilliant as well yeah, yeah, that's uh, the immortal Mr. Yin and his Iron Yang, right? Uh, and that's, yes. uh, uh, oh my God, that's that's my wife. And then Zach, who plays Jan's uh, wife, uh, Sarah Jade, and my wife, Carolyn Sharpie. They're so f funny in, in those parts. It's amazing. And then, I, I mean, I think, honestly, like uh, Lady Marv and Hercules steal the show. So our goal oh, yeah. was going out yeah, to make yeah. that, that fully fleshed out um, you know, sort of group of people. And, and I don't know, I, it's hard. That's why I love the question. Cause it's like yeah. the, the easy answer is definitely not Dale, Carl or Jan. Like the, like the, my favorite character is definitely not the main characters. I love, I'm like right. a big Simpsons guy and I love the, you know, the townspeople. They're always the best. Right, right, right. Yeah. In, yeah. in some ways, sometimes from a writing perspective, it's almost easier to flesh out or have these colorful side characters and sort of the you know have them steal the show sort of thing uh on that so i can definitely 100%, no no, yeah. no throwaway characters like a everybody in a coen brothers movie is memorable pretty much you know for the most part but, i'd say yeah absolutely that's yeah. the goal right that's what you want to do especially and then if you're in a mockumentary i feel like uh an actor in a mockumentary who has like sort of a supporting character or a small smaller role on the side there they're like licking their chops because they know like there's so much they can do that could end up making the movie and changing the movie. So a lot of what these guys do is ad-libbed or improvised and we're just rolling on them. So people pretty much got what you're going for when you explain it to them, like all the actors and everybody, or did it take some, take some doing? I mean, I think the script was pretty, pretty strong by the time we had it ready to go. It took a okay. long time for us to get the script there and Matt worked really hard on it, did a really good job. And we wrote for a while. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Marvel movies have become so large that like you, we were basically like, imagine Marvel movies are real. These are the loser heroes trying to get famous. And yeah, all of yeah. our independent filmmaking friends were like, uh-huh. Yep. Got it. Uh, <laughs> right. so, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's that, like X and X-Men. There's always a few people that uh, evolved with shitty powers. Yes. Yes. You know? Uh, so. One of the other, since we were also talking about the different characters, uh, I think in the very beginning, I was just like, holy shit, they got like a flying sequence already uh, on that. Just So we had to ask about like the effects in terms of like who did them, right, what, right. what was the process in that? Because I imagine that took a while just to perfect once you got into post. 
Adam Harum, the true hero of this movie. <laughs> the MVP. Uh, and he is the flying man as well, appropriately. Okay. So okay. He, yeah. he built all those effects, and we were like, you're also going to be the first thing we see in the movie. Because he, in so many ways, his shots really carry the movie, you know, along with our DP, Brad, who did a great job. But they stitched, he came to set, and he lives in Washington, Spokane, Washington. Okay. Uh, and, you know, he has creative partner Clancy they run kinetic uh, productions and we co-produced it with them and they uh they stepped up to the plate huge there just like isn't a movie without these guys giving it an unreal amount of time and all of these crazy moments to the movie technical question was it after effects only or what that's you know? a good question i think it was after effects only ali yeah, is that yeah, right yeah. pretty much okay yeah. cool i think yeah. so i mean it wouldn't surprise me in the least if they're not pulling stuff into photoshop pulling stuff into oh, yeah, other yeah. programs and then giving us after after effects files when it's all baked but we did the whole thing in premiere and and pulled in from after effects for that yeah uh they also built the credit sequence at the okay. end oh yeah which, which is also their amazing work yeah, we were we were lucky to have them for sure. I, I just don't think we so we called them. We did a Kickstarter campaign and we wanted to just like snap our fingers at one point and have a little flame appear. So we <laughs> called them and we were like, hey, can you do that for us really quick? And they were like, yeah, sure. And then we were like, one more thing. Uh, <laughs> a few and, thousand uh, and, more things. Yeah, one few thousand Basically. more shots. Oh, God, they're yeah, I, I don't sort of like it all becomes a haze i mean they were working we were in post for two years on this movie because you know Jeez. it's a small it's a smaller budget independent movie we're all trying to like make it while we're all you know working in our jobs and all that stuff uh and my god the the grind i think it was for adam building a lot of these shots uh that's just that they they do so much to make it feel real so pretty pretty fun Nice. Uh, and we're going to throw in one more question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we didn't have on here. But uh, one thing that struck me, too, that I have to ask about is uh, the music also is parodying a lot of uh, different superhero stuff. I recognize not just the most obvious one is holding out for a hero, but uh, the <laughs> yeah. end credits is definitely a spoof on the Nickelback uh, hero song. <laughs> yeah. <Spider -Man>. yeah. <laughs> so I have to ask, OK, how did that come together? Were those also... <clears throat> people who were part of the movie or other people you reach out to being this like, Hey, we want you to do a Nickelback spoof. Like I love Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking great band. Easy there, Bruce. <laughs> you know, they're from Canada. Yes, I do. I guess I do. Master Bruce. It's okay. You tell me this every day. I kind of, like Canada, you know. <laughs> Oh my God. I mean that what you guys just did there is like sums it up. I, our, it started really, I think with Dale's line in the movie that is, you know, like Nickelback went platinum five times or whatever and they should have those are great albums and we like sort of uh <laughs> we just were inspired by that and we were like well now we need a Nickelback song at the climax of the movie but yeah. we can't afford the Nickelback song right uh so we called Adam Blodner who uh, who wrote all of those songs and uh he's we met him through a friend he uh, my friend was like I, I, he's a musician. I was like, can you do this job? And he was like, I can't, but I just went to this wedding where this couple sang at their own wedding, these kinds of songs. So uh, <laughs> they're perfect. Uh, and, and Jenny sang, I need a man in a costume, his wife. Uh, and she's so funny and good too. That it was just amazing. I met them at a bar, told them the idea. A lot of this movie was like, 
like assembling the Avengers. It was literally like meeting up with people and being like, okay, this is, or like, you know, that Ocean's Eleven scene, just going around, Allie included, she will. Yeah. She will never forget the day. I'm sure that it just, you know, yeah. you, you know, you need a team to pull off something like this. So, sure. yeah. Yeah. I asked Jim to grab a coffee and before I knew it was signed on to produce a film. <laughs> <laughs> Not the intention, That's... but I'm very glad it happened. Yeah. Speaking of X-Men who have uh, lame but useful superpowers, that's probably mine is the uh, <laughs> is the coffee where I get a super talented person to agree producer powers. Yes, exactly. Very important. Nice. I actually, this is also off script, Ben. For Allie, since you're coming into superhero world just recently, mm-hmm. what's like the most surprising thing? I just kind of imagine like, you're probably like, this is way deeper than I was expecting. Like, <laughs> like the rabbit hole is so deep or like what is from what, from before you started all this to now, what do you think has surprised you the most in your in your own tutelage? Um, I think, I, to be totally honest, I think enjoying the genre so much is a surprise. <laughs> Not because I didn't watch some Marvel movies before, um, but I was it, I wouldn't say that I like was the person who bought a ticket to everyone that was popping up in the theater. You weren't the demographic entirely. I was not. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this was at the time, one of the, the first films that I had worked on period. So Jim was very much throwing me into the deep end of the pool and gave me a lot of trust <laughs> in general. So I was both learning a lot more about film and a lot more about superhero stuff. So I came in with the intention of like learning more about film and listening to everybody riff on each other. That's kind of started to feel like people were speaking a foreign language very early on in the process. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I kind of just wanted to speak that language. And then as I started to, got so sucked into it. And now I'm like the first person to throw out like m- movies and shows and things to friends of mine who are also very disinterested in the genre, but I'm like, watch it anyway. You got to do it anyway. And like, we drove down to North Carolina and I put on the Batman podcast in the car and I was like, we're going to listen to this for two hours. Of- <laughs> and everyone was like, what is happening and I was like, fine, it's fine. you're gonna love it um so I think that was like I I didn't grow up with the comic books and stuff and now it's so fun to be getting into it I feel like a little kid again kind of jumping back into something I can get really excited about that I didn't think I would get to without this movie that's cool awesome all right I love that I mean I think that's it's such a big daunting world right and that's what's kind of fun about doing an origin story like origin stories are the best way in for people i think uh to superhero worlds because they're you're you're i mean i think you enjoy them more if you know everything that's to come for sure but like you're not asked to you don't you don't have to you can kind of come in kind of blank which is sort of fun for creating a new superhero world or for diving in to these gods and monsters stories basically (laughs) uh from from scratch right yeah no, I mean, I, I just add in here, I loved the title once I realized what it meant, what it was supposed to be, because uh, I, I was, like, I've read every Batman number zero type of variation on those, and I always thought, like, oh, this is, like, the origin stuff that people overlook, like, this is kind of a deep cut type of reference in there, while also sort of the zero, of course, being that these are all a bunch of losers. Uh, so the, <laughs> the, the the double meaning on both of those, I was just like, oh, this is genius. I love double it. Double okay. entendre. 
<laughs> I love it. I'm so glad. Yeah, that's been uh, satisfying for us, I think, as we talk to people who love comics to be yeah. like, uh, I, you know, I think we it's scary because I think we make a promise with a title like that. It's going to be made by people who love comics as well uh, and love these heroes. Uh, right. So my hope is we deliver on that for sure. But uh, yeah, I love that you pick up also on the fact that obviously they're all a bunch of zeros. But um, <laughs> the hope is that, you know, you just keep in the back of your mind the whole time. OK, this is somebody's zero issue. You know, I guess it's right. Dale's like what's happening to him? What's mm -hmm. he turning into? And that's like part of the fun. Yeah, absolutely. I think once I saw that that definition in the beginning, I was like, okay, these are these aren't just some random people who are just like, oh, this is a funny comedy idea to throw together. These are like actual fans uh, and everything. I'm like, okay, I've been uh, as I kept watching it. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, a lot of credit I think to our producer Zach who came to us with that title. He, we all love comics, but he's the guy I think who's read like everything he's the uh, ben know, he, like, of your group yes i think he may be <laughs> he may he's the the amazing thing about zach, zach should be hired to produce a superman movie because he I, I i like he just understands what makes that character actually interesting in a way i think that the movies never seem to do very interesting uh, which is like, about that hmm mm, yes yeah. Perhaps. Uh, no, other, don't worry. Don't worry about it. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> tangent. Oh, do we disagree? Do we disagree? Uh, no, but, no, no. Um, you're you're hinting at future, very very <laughs> future upcoming things. Superhouse uh, episodes. So. Oh hell yeah! Well, we'll you guys should get Zach's uh, soapbox moment. Yeah. Maybe about maybe it. we should. Um, maybe you should call. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> we, could, say. we could edit. We could edit him even if he can't come in. <laughs> yeah. I'll just edit him. I'll just like, call him screaming and into him. his phone, and that could be his <laughs> Superhouse bumper. Yeah. Superhero yeah, station, no bumper. I'll call him and be like, you know, I thought that that Superman where he caught the plane was like a pretty good one, and then just like let him go and see what he. Well, uh, he catches the plane in the Fleischer uh, cartoons yeah, first right. in 1941 or whenever it was. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah, and he was like, we gotta. I think we should call this zero issue. Um, you know, and and then he was like, and I think we should put the definition like right up in the beginning, and then uh, we were we were all on board. It just seemed yeah. like yeah, perfect choice. So based on the post credits scene, yes, the plans for a follow-up. Yes, we did. <laughs> uh, Allie, plans to do a follow-up? I would love to do a follow-up. I think, uh, you know, once you shoot a superhero mockumentary, I don't know that many other films give you quite that same thrill on set. I would love to do another one um, on, focused on any of the characters, uh, but that would be awesome. If anyone would like to fund that listening out there, we'd be happy to take your money and make yeah, a follow-up to this film. We just need a sack of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we need a sack of money because uh, we did this one with a pretty hefty Kickstarter. We, we kickstarted about $30,000 for this guy. Uh, yeah. And that was a big promise that haunted us every day as we were making, you know, that's a lot of people believing in you and a lot of people you, you're afraid to let down. Uh, you're all and, from Albany? No, so I'm, we're all from New York. Uh, okay. And then I, uh, I spent all of my summers about two hours north of Albany in upstate New York when I was a kid okay. and in the town where we shot this movie. And, and I think we, we knew we wanted it to be so small town that the big city was Albany. You know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. that, that was like yeah. sort of our beacon or our lighthouse yeah. for that. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh i don't know that's that and it's just in it it's just kind of like made it feel real to us was this like a local sensation while you were filming or no yeah kind of yeah. we got to do it in 
the off season in that town. So it's a big summer town, but we went up in October, November to shoot. Okay. So it was like, there was a lot of genuine, there is like a, you know, a good group of filmmakers up there, passionate people who love watching and making independent films. And so they helped us out and they got us sort of going and a little bit of legitimacy. And then I like everybody who I kind of knew from the town, I just sort of like begged, like, please help us. Uh, and so all those locations are free. Uh, That's and awesome. We were housed for free by many, many people, and all of those actors and extras came up just to sort of come for a couple hours and see who were the morons making a movie in Screen Lake kind of thing and uh, give us a little bit of their time. It was cool. It was really yeah. fun. The funny Screen thing Lake. about LA is like no one is excited about you filming anything <laughs> ever. Like, right. I, before yeah. Atlanta's become LA part two at this point, but before I left, it's like if I filmed anything there, people were like, oh, that sounds amazing. Come on down. Mm -hmm. yeah. But LA, it's like you go to a fucking gas station. They're like, here's my deal memo. You know, it's like, or something like, it's like, it's like everybody is just, the whole town's so focused on the one thing. Yeah, it, you, it's the same thing in, in New York. So you take out, it's, it's even like you take out your camera minding your own business and it's like, where's your permit? Where's yeah. your, yeah. to the point. When we went up to Screen Lake, we were like, okay, so how do we get the permit to film at the, you know, the, the top of the hill for the lake? We're going to fly a drone. This is all the stuff we're doing. They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Just, just film it. Like, they were like, just, <laughs> yeah. do you have it? No they were like, paperwork? do you guys have a camera? Uh, we were like, yeah, we've got cameras. They were like, then I think you have what you need. Uh, and yeah. we were like, well, what if it's, what oh, if it's busy? Oh, so much easier. Why yeah, are you like talking to me? <laughs> it was kind of amazing. Yeah. It was. And we were like. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we were like, what if it's busy? And they were like, it, it won't be. <laughs> we were like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And especially with, like shooting things in New York and bigger cities, uh, just the amount of disruption that there is. Like, and remind you, Screen Lake does not have amazing cell service. So we were like fully running through the town in and out of places trying to find uh. people. And like one of our locations didn't have a bathroom. So you had to go to the gas station. So we were like fully. Our presence was known because there was always okay. running from a location to another location and the town was just amazing and amazingly patient with like just people in leotards running through the town trying to find <laughs> one another shoot like it was they were so great to work with what was your total time like two months like how long did that did the whole full shoot take <laughs> <laughs> take that alley <laughs> uh i think it was a whopping six days six days wow. <laughs> yeah which is so good. much more generous than it was it was really yeah. four days it was four days yeah. at screen lake and then wow. we had two very leisurely yeah. days in new york that That's we cool. did in like late yeah. december where we just picked up you know like jan's head lighting on fire uh for anybody who's spoiler alert uh, yeah. stayed at the end of the credits and uh you know, uh, that that kind of stuff um, we grabbed at the last weekend. But the first two weekends were literally like 20 hour shoot days uh, yeah. and just okay. moving at the speed of light to try to get everything. It was it was nuts. My friend uh, going into it as another filmmaker was like, just a reminder, uh, it doesn't have to be fun. It'll be fun when it's over. <laughs> and I was like, all right, awesome. Let's go do this. Because uh, yeah. yeah. it was pretty it was pretty intense. What's been the reception overall for the for the film? Has it, has, was it, did it show at any film fest before COVID? Anything like that? No, COVID shut us down before we began. Uh, <laughs> okay. So we uh, we 
we're just putting the final touches on it, touring movie theaters. We were going to do like a little backer only premiere in New York just to be like, hey, we can control that whether festivals want us or not. Like we're excited for that. And then, uh, you know, COVID hit, shut us down. And we were like, okay, well, we're putting it up on YouTube and we're going to reach out to as many people as we can, you know, through fellas like yourself because we just want, we want people to see this movie. That's like the, the main goal. Um, the people who've seen it seem to love it. Uh, and seem to like get what we're trying to do, have a good time, understand that it's there for them to have a good time, you know, and that we, we tried to make a playground, especially for, I think if you're a comedy nerd or a comic book guy, you know, you're going to fall into this and enjoy it. Um, and now we're submitting to festivals being like, you know, Ali's doing a ton of work on that and we'll have conversations where we're like, I don't know, do you think there will be festivals in 2022? Like <laughs> sort of like doing the math and trying yeah. to figure it out. Jeez crazy yeah it's a strange time for festival submissions right yeah now. right they gotta change the requirements entirely for that pretty mm. much that sucks man <laughs> i know but you know as far <laughs> yeah. as they know uh we'll we'll just have to hide that youtube link i guess when most of those submissions yeah. go out but we were just like we can't sit on this movie anymore yeah. it's time to go just get it <laughs> out know? there man it's still yeah. it's still under your portfolio yeah exactly you know it's on your imdb i'm i assume yes absolutely yeah. yeah yeah so that's you're good yeah hell yeah yeah cool uh let's see well the timing of this is pretty cool because of the fact that just yesterday uh as of this recording was dc fandom so uh we were curious uh for a long-term fan like jim or a new fan like ali what news from dc fandom did you follow or are you most excited about oh guys i don't i'm I don't know yet. I'm waiting for you guys to cover it on the podcast so I can digest it. What uh, what do we got? You hit me with the highlights, and uh, and I'll let you know. Take it away, wow. Ben. Uh, well, uh, from I mean, obviously from the Batman side, there was uh, the announcement of the Gotham Knights video game that's coming from WB Games. Don't bury the lead. Oh shit! Okay, is that PS5? Uh, I don't know, honestly. Oh, wow. Uh, but, okay. Uh, it's yeah, it going is. To be, yeah, it is going to be wow. uh, the Batman family. So, like, all the Robins and Nightwing and everybody versus what seems to be the Court of Owls, who are a relatively new oh, villain. Shit. One of Andrew's favorites. Yeah. Uh, in hey, they're so, a new... Aren't they a new 52? I'm going to massacre this. New yeah. 52? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, I loved that book. That was great. Yeah. Uh, that, that's uh, a good one. That's Andrew's favorite Batman story. Uh, is it uh it not might so much be. <laughs> he likes it but he's not it's not his favorite but I, I like you've it, read, but you've read like, like 20 mm. times more than i have yeah so yeah, his so. his palate his palate's a little more refined, <laughs> refined than me. yes <laughs> uh but let's see okay so on to the uh bigger news though was the trailer for the pattinson uh matt reeves reboot of batman of the batman if you have not checked oh it out. shit yeah. I have I have not. I mean, I've got um, at any given moment a four year old and a two year old hanging off of me, so I have like a very oh. dad delay uh, echo on some of <laughs> this stuff. Delay. But, uh, all right, all right. I I one hundred percent have to see that. That's all that's right. awesome. Right. Are you guys psyched about that? Are you skeptical? What? How are you feeling about it? We're pretty psyched. Yeah. No. I yeah. Mean, we we. Uh, I'm not going to give away what's in the trailer so much as to say that we liked what we saw. <laughs> so like. Yeah. Uh, nice. Let's see. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Pattinson is not the only uh, cinematic Batman, because uh, not only is Ben Affleck coming back in the Snyder Cut that's releasing on HBO Max, but he's also coming back to the Flash movie with Ezra Miller, 
to be his main Flash before Ezra Miller does his own little time travel thing and winds up in the hands of Michael Keaton, who is back as Batman. So it's going to have two Batman, Keaton and Affleck, in a Flash movie. Sorry, Flash, but you've been upstage as far as I'm concerned. Because <laughs> I, it's like the Flash was... Flashpoint animated movie. Like the everybody talks about the Batman scene at the right. end, and people don't even talk about Flash, and it's a fucking Flash movie. <laughs> he he's just like it's just that powerful, I guess. Yeah. So basically, instead of the Thomas Wayne thing, which I think would be confusing to audiences, they decided, well, what if he just meets an alternate universe Batman? And who better to hit that nostalgia feel and get people in theaters for the Flash's first movie than Keaton himself? So uh, I mean, it's gonna work on me. I'm pretty basic. I, I'm pretty psyched. Uh, so I'm excited. But I mean, I do have to say though, is Keaton wearing a bat suit on a movie screen right now? Count me in. Yeah, like I don't, I, I don't care. Grab my mask and off I go. I'm like ready to do. Uh, but I do have to pause a second. So, so Ben Affleck is playing the the, the Flash in this? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Sorry. Oh, he, oh, he's... oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's. I thought he's you back. said he was playing an older version of the Flash, no, he, and I was like, back. oh shit. No, 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 no. He's back as Batman to Ezra Miller's Flash, just like in the. In the Great. Okay. Batfleck. Batfleck. Yeah. Bat I was trying to wrap my brain around that like college <laughs> theater department decision of casting that they were uh, venturing into I'm not so Batman that's anymore. Good. I'm the flash I'm the now i'm the flash <laughs> do you bleed well i run fast yeah, so. i love running <laughs> <laughs> oh that's love great it. yeah no that's yeah so those uh major announcements obviously i'll i'll leave you to, to watch the trailer type stuff um on there but uh those are the main like batman related type stuff there. yeah i mean like i said i'm basic so of the now that i have <laughs> yeah. my updates i'm excited about <laughs> yeah. in the in the nipple suit again man get it out there uh, <laughs> he's not in the nipple <laughs> that was schumacher man come on i know i know i know but the yeah wait was... they did yeah if they bring back oh, Kilmer, I, I, he needs to right. Kilmer wears in the, the nipple suit, suit right? He needs Kilmer to wear the Clooney, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. What if they're like so many alternate timelines that they're accidentally in the nipple suit? That would be such a joy and confusing. You know, that's like what happens when you start messing with timelines, man. You yeah. Can end up in a Damn it, Barry. <laughs> Mess up the stream. That, ex that explains the switch from Batman Returns to Batman Forever. Is the uh, you know, time exactly. Travel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're like, oh, that's what that's what went wrong. That's like what they're going. It's like an X Men uh, storyline. They're going yeah, back to fix path. the movies. Uh, <laughs> yes. I don't know. I like at the time. I loved Val Kilmer's. Yeah, we still do. We still do. Yeah, uh, uh, a, lot of, a lot of love for Forever. Uh, yeah. And Jim Carrey as the Joker is like amazing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yes. the Riddler. Agreed. The Riddler, yeah. Hey, Allie, yeah. memory lane. This whole the whole past twenty minutes, like a walk down memory lane, right, Allie? <laughs> it truly is. But I, I am yeah, growing your, in my. What are you excited about? But she's more up. She's more up to date now, though. Than she. I am more up to date, although my history stuff is all it's all over the place because I'm watching like not from the beginning of when things started to be created up until now. I like mm -hmm. wound up starting with Umbrella Academy and then like jumping around to nine hundred other things. Um, That's fine. But I think I'm a lot like Jim, which is like. I'm still in like the fun phase of like put anything in front of me and I'm going to be really excited about it because a lot of this still feels so new. Um, <laughs> right. So, you know, I'm pumped for everything. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Oh, I got the next one, huh? Yeah, this see. is going to be fun for you guys. This next one. Oh, yeah. I'm, oh, boy. I'm glad I got this one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what are your most 
controversial superhero opinions. If you guys go, dive really deep into our catalog, we used to have this section called Bold Statements, where, Ooh. man, some of it got rough, but this is this is way back in the day. But um, do you have any bold statements? I definitely do. Oh, well, <laughs> let's go. Yeah. Let's let's hear this. I I am not a fan of the Wonder Woman movie that came out, which I know is controversial both to be okay. said and also as a woman saying it. Explain. I just felt like this was going to be such a great film in general and you know all the actors and stuff were great. It's not a criticism of the filmmaking part of it. Um but Wonder Woman had so many questions. Almost all of her lines were questions to the point where I felt like she was kind of dumb. And uh, it got, it made it very hard. The fish out of water thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. She, like she's new to a lot of stuff, but she's not new to like walking around and speaking. What is this? And it water got to cup? A, <laughs> yeah. Like it got to a point where I was like, we could have made her like a, a touch smarter or pick up on things in the world a little right. sooner for me. Right, right, right. You That's might be interested in the, in the sequel because it looks like they're reversing that. Yeah. She has to explain stuff. So Which I'm interesting. very excited about because I left being like, I think 95% of her lines were questions and then she was fighting people. Well, now yeah, Chris Pine gets to know how that feels. Yeah. If you, if any of us were in that situation, you, you fall into play along mode pretty quickly, right? You're like, I assume everything is new and updated, so I'm just going right. to play along as much yeah. as humanly possible. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 All right. What's my bold statement? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm like pulling one a little bit out of my ass right now. I loved uh, Spider-Man as a kid. I love to read. That's like the only comic book where I got like issues sent to me for a little bit of time. I mostly am like, a. I wait, I read the graphic novel. Like, like I said, I'm basic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, that's nothing wrong with that. That's not basic. Recent, uh, <laughs> you know, volumes of Spider-Man of which I have quite a few because you know my wife is like christmas time rolls around she's like i'm gonna get you another spider-man which i enjoy so this comes from a place of love but oh my god that like the main storyline is so complicated and convoluted now for me where like uh, yeah. you know who, uh, who, what's his name is his father-in-law and like or like is like uh, married to Aunt M and like uh everybody's dead but then he's rich now like peter parker's and i'm just like peter parker's rich now like yeah like he gets I'm a job where he's that. like making yeah, yeah. so much money and i'm just literally like everybody land the plane like it's <laughs> it's okay it's uh, like almost like the way let's go that... back to a time where peter parker's just missing history class yeah <laughs> exactly. trying to make rent yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sort of like, it's such a shitty thing to say because like, yeah, be a bold creator and like change and twist the storyline and stuff. But I'm more into like Miles Morales for that. I'm sort of like, uh, uh, let's let let's just like, yeah, at some point, Peter got kind of old and fat. I like the Into the Spider-Verse approach. Yeah, to that, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know? um, yeah. So I think that's maybe that's maybe my bold statement that and. Uh, I I'm I just don't think they've done a great Superman movie, uh, which is um, that's it, good. You know, I, that's a good. I love statement. Christopher Reeves, but I uh, I don't think they've nailed it yet, like ever. I what so because this is going to play into future episodes. Why do you think Reeve the Reeves movies weren't great? He's the closest. I'll say okay. I think that's the closest. I think it's because. 
I think it's a Clark Kent problem. I don't think it's a Superman problem. Although the Superman problem is a problem, which is like his his enemy is a rock and a rich guy. And like, <laughs> okay, I do think we're in a world now where like your enemy being a billionaire could be a ton of fun, you know. But like, yeah. Uh, but like the the problem for me is a Clark Kent problem. He's supposed to be such a loser that you wouldn't recognize him, you know, if he like stepped on your foot. And he's always this like you know gorgeous looking man with a pair of glasses on which i know is such like an obvious thing to point out and shit but i would almost rather them do sort of a you know i'm i, I get brain farts so I'm, I'm blanking on the actor but the new spider-man in the marvel movies go in that direct like go with the yeah go a tom holland direction with a superman casting kind of thing get me somebody nerdy and then give me hero when the suit's on as opposed to like taking someone who looks like they fell, you know, at, off the cover of, yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> men's health. And then he's like, oh, it's so hard for me to be successful in life. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's fine for you. Uh, like, uh, so watch, I, have- I, I just rewatched the Reeves movies, the, the well, the first yeah. two recently. And it is a little bit like Lois is just not into him. And it's like, he's like a tall dude in a suit. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and he doesn't look that bad with, even with the glasses on. That's actually a plus right. for some women. It's just like, it's, it is kind of unbelievable. It's like, but maybe she, it's the personality. It's just, he has, he's overplaying his weak vibe too much. And she doesn't like that. I don't know. That's yeah, more, exactly. Maybe Allie I, can comment on that more than us, but. <laughs> yes, Allie, who's hotter, Clark or <laughs> Superman? <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I've honestly always thought Clark. Really? Yeah. See, I've I've actually yeah. given this thought, and that's for myself personally. Okay. Yeah, and I feel like that's the problem. So you have that problem, which is like Clark's a good-looking dude, and he probably should be way nerdier than that. And like Superman himself is really only beaten by a piece of rock. And so like you have like this unbeatable god problem on one hand, and then you don't have the like a funny quirky humanity thing in a believable way to balance him on the other hand and you're kind of left being like uh okay well i I guess i'll get to see some cool sequences like that happens you know like you get to see him catch a plane and shit but you're just sort of like waiting for that stuff the appeal the character was always uh i can do all these things but nobody will know about it yeah exactly feeling like uh we haven't done the deep dive into the radio series but it was like maybe a hundred episodes in where people actually knew Superman even existed. Like everyone just thought in the radio. That's series amazing. That he was Clark Kent the entire time. And like people just thought, Oh, we lucked out that the train just randomly stopped or something. Some Cause he's so fast. Happened. He's so fast. So right. Yeah. Everyone yeah. he talks to, he doesn't talk to anybody as Superman. Everyone he talks to is as Clark Kent and he never gets any credit. There are some and, golden remnants like that yeah. that have been lost. Like, I'm glad yeah. you yes. cover that and stuff. And then yeah. he just goes to Lois, and she just is just like, yeah, whatever, you're my rival reporter and stuff like that. She has no idea that he saved, like, thousands of lives, and he wants it that way. See, that to me screams HBO or Netflix or Prime series, where, like, a series <laughs> about, like, Clark Kent's life sucks like his actual life and he but he has this like responsibility and like nobody even knows about it is like so interesting yeah, and like the, fun and yeah 
that's why I was always objected to people saying, which is funny because I'm the Batman guy, but we're just like, oh, Batman's more relatable. And I'm just like, well, sure, Batman might be more relatable than a guy who could fly, but you're seriously telling me that Bruce Wayne, billionaire playboy with his big mansion and CEO of several companies is more relatable than the guy who's got a nine to five day job with a crush on the, you know, the other, his coworker and his boss keeps ragging him on the deadline. Like, you're seriously going to tell me that guy's not as relatable? Like, uh, yeah, a human identity. Yeah. It's the right. human identity that, that, that causes that. That's what, that's, what's the interesting dichotomy. You have a character with Superman where you relate to his secret identity and the whole conceit is he could do all these incredible things and he could even be a god, but he chooses to be this human. Well, and also, if he, if he, if, unless yeah. he joins the circus as a strong man or something, which maybe he just doesn't give a fuck about, right. uh, <laughs> you know, he really does have to hide his powers because he yeah. doesn't right, exactly. want to be, yeah. he, does, he doesn't want to be like God King of the world, at least in most of them. Although there's a lot yeah. of evil Superman lately, which I'm like, ah. Here we go yeah. again. Well, because yeah. but when he's they good, feel Superman. like they have nowhere to go. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So you got him, and then you got Batman, who could, by all intents, just be a rich douche, or just live off of that. But he's grounded by the fact that he chooses to take on humanity's worst uh, on behalf of the rest of humanity, and the fact that he's driven by pain and trauma. And that's what makes us relate to him. Like this, there's this contrast of the the persona or the secret life on both sides uh, being relatable while the other side is less relatable. They just kind of switched it with Batman and Superman. Yeah, and I mean, that uh, maybe the Snyder Cut will feel like it plays a little bit in some of this world, but that was like the great opportunity of something to look at for Batman versus Superman that they just were like, nah, let's just let's just have like shit explode and weird one <laughs> the Mar and... The Martha thing, man, it just, it's hard Martha. to forgive. It's hard to forgive that <laughs> part. Like there's... We'll do a deep dive on that. Snyder, <laughs> yeah, that's we're going way off on the tangent there. But you man. two had a mom. Yeah, it was like, it, it was like just oh man, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, so there yeah. you go. I, was, I agree. Was... I mean, I think that is what you're describing, Ben, is fascinating. Like that is like great. Let's watch a movie about that. Um, <laughs> and that's not in any of, you know. And I kind of get that you can't make a 19, is it 70s or 80s? Superman movie like that that's that first one was 78 78 yeah 78. yeah so I think audiences are probably more ready now to have to go on that kind of journey and back then they were probably just psyched to see like the guy in the blue and red like fly around right. but yeah. um yeah like now that he's just an alien from another planet like it's cool that they're humanoids he doesn't have it's not they don't have to be the most handsome planet of all time <laughs> and like the sun doesn't have to give him abs <laughs> like he can just have powers like you know uh so yeah i think that would be fun yeah that's great yeah it'd be very interesting for casting the next superman yeah uh, hell yeah <clears throat> i'm sure they'll call me <laughs> cavill loses the job dude yes yeah he's already the witcher uh <laughs> moving on into uh i guess other projects uh what are what do you guys mainly do outside of you know when you're not making your own mockumentaries or what other type of projects are you are you tackling or currently tackling Allie writes about 800 things a day. So she's like the most prolific uh, independent artist that I know. So I'll let her take this first. (laughs) Thank you. That's a lovely compliment. Um, I am right now. I'm very lucky. I have a lot of um, artistic projects going on. I was one of the very lucky people um, through COVID where everything that needed to happen in person for me sort of wrapped right as the world decided to go inside. So I have um, two other short films in post 
right now, which I'm very excited about. One I wrote and produced and one um, I just produced. And then uh, I have a crazy sort of hybrid musical that Jim uh, just got to watch the first act of um, read aloud on Zoom, which is a horror movie that's inside of a musical that's inside of a play. Um, crazy situation um, called Blood, Sweat, Tears, which I'm very excited about and then have had um, a couple of other full length plays that I've been working on through this situation. And then a few other just random like daily things to crank out, just weird shorts and songs and stuff. Um, but it's been Allie, good. Allie can be summed up by she wrote a movie, the one of the movies she produced, she wrote at night after one of our 20 hour shoot days, the weekend, our first what? weekend of shooting. I'm not fucking that's, Yeah, that's very- You just had to get it true. out onto the page? I just had to get it out. I figured, what is the point of sleeping for three hours? <laughs> What's the you point know? of it? Let's just work our way through the weekend. Um, coffee? But yeah. Lots of coffee then. Lots of coffee, lots of willpower, um, and just love. Like, I think when you're on a good set and you are excited about the project, it's so easy to get excited about everything else. And Zero Issue just happened to be one of those moments for me. So that was pretty good. Oh, man. I don't even want to say what I'm doing now because that's such a lovely <laughs> note to end on. But I, I, I have... You yeah. sure you want Ali to go first? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to follow um, up I'm, now. I'll just, like, help work on one of Ali's projects. That'll be good for me. Um, no, I, I have a, a, I'm lucky that I worked a long time to get into a day job that was the kind of job I wanted. So I'm, I have a great job at Comedy Central and, you know, there's a lot of change happening there right now, which is kind of crazy and fun as- uh, More cartoons? More cartoons, baby, but I'm on yeah. the digital team. So okay. we're sort of like allowed to go rogue and we're not, you know, we're feeling out what that's going to mean next for us. And that's kind of fun. Uh, but I get to write and direct and produce with, with those guys. And that's like a joy to do. Um, and mostly we make like videos that are really fun for people who are sitting on the toilet. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a good time had by all. And then I'm just starting something about the process of talking to like uh, comic book fans on a couple of podcasts and like watching people respond nicely to the movie. I'm just starting to get that itch a little bit. We're like, okay, what do I want to make next? Uh, since like it was a long grind of a process to make this movie and a very rewarding one, but one where I'm like, you know, now just starting to be like, oh yeah, what kind of story, what, you know, what kind of role, that, that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm pretty excited about what, what might come next, but it's open. Cool. Uh, is anything that you uh, guys want to plug in terms of uh, outside of obviously, you know, look up Zero Issue on YouTube, uh, but uh, any other uh, social media, YouTube page, official websites, any of those? Oh, yeah, we do have some of those. Um, so we're <laughs> at Zero Issue Movie on Twitter, very upstart uh, Twitter handle, just a good place to see the trailer if you want. It's like a great way, actually, honestly, to get our attention if you want to. If you're listening to this, you watch it, you like it, and you want to say something to us, that's a great way. The Facebook page is the same. Uh, New York Picture Company uh, is the Facebook page. Um, and then, honestly, uh, really, I just want to plug the movie. I just want people to go check it out. Uh, if you've put in the time to listen to this podcast, the movie's half that time, I would think, right? <laughs> yeah. So it, Movie's 35 minutes, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 35 <laughs> minutes, everybody. You have right. the time. You can do it. Yeah. You can do it. We're all stuck inside. So, uh, yeah, it's like... <laughs> 
watch it maybe yes. leave us a nice comment uh that would be dope um and uh and hopefully you guys like it because uh we love making it for everybody so hopefully there's a some some quick laughs and and you know Ali's been writing the sequel while doing this podcast, so <laughs> yes. she probably has. Of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have thoughts. I later. <laughs> oh yeah. man, and she's she's uh, has the info now too. So hell yeah, yeah, more than before. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right, I guess that's it then, right, Ben? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for us. Thanks for joining us, dudes and dudette. Yeah. Thank you, you, guys. guys. What a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for watching the movie. It's very awesome. Very fun for us. Yeah, Thanks thank for discovering guys. us. That's awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. We'll be listening. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Sweet. All right. Take care. All right. Thanks, guys. See you guys. Bye. Awesome. All right, everybody. That was Ali Keller, the producer, and Jim Fagan, the director of the movie Zero Issue. It is a superhero mockumentary that's only 35 minutes completely on youtube so please go check it out um, as you can see from the interview they are fucking awesome and it was great talking to them and actually i really did enjoy talking about especially the bold statements part obviously <laughs> yeah, that's no. controversy is good uh it keeps people listening and stuff like that so i thought that was cool and thanks for setting yeah. that up ben uh once again and uh yeah awesome yeah uh let's see uh one this is not necessarily a corrections department thing but uh there was a user named holy duck uh on youtube <laughs> that i want to do a shout out to who left a comment about adding to our batman lifestyle episode which uh ali and jim also were talking about earlier in this episode um holy duck said quote i love these kinds of episodes i reckon you guys should discuss beware the batman in a future episode too the animation is a little weird and the storytelling can be eh but there's some pretty cool things in it and some pretty nice insights in his lifestyle in the show he basically solely drinks his meals and does some training with alfred a young bruce wayne can also be seen reading triumph and tragedy which is by winston churchill so that's another uh addition into the diet uh lifestyle workout type stuff as well as uh bruce's library liquid so liquid meals like uh, there's a company called soylent yes they took that name and have you heard about this people (laughs) you heard about the the soylent yeah it's yeah yeah so it's like stuff like that it seems like except made by alfred made by yeah for sure okay yeah um that's interesting i haven't really thought about that i thought he just ate steak and drank tea well, well, you know, the other version, but yeah. their version is, uh, you know, it's it's their. I guess they're trying to overcompensate for the Batman in two thousand four who ate nachos. Uh, right. So I think so, that's what they were trying to be like. Yeah, let's not be like that. But we are the yeah, Batman. After, People often forget that it came out. That's the one with Professor Pig as the first villain. Professor Pig is the first one. I also, saw the first uh, two episodes. I yeah. think. Yeah. It is, uh, also, Batman is voiced by Anthony. I'm going to butcher his last name. Anthony Rivuvier. Uh, but I believe he is the first or maybe one of the only uh, Asian actors to voice Batman. Oh, that's cool. All right. Part Asian, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was cool. And Bruce kind of has that, has that look, and they sort of incorporate the, um, you know, the black turtleneck type classic look that uh, <laughs> Keaton, Kilmer, and everybody uh, have had. So uh, I've, you know, it's, it's ben, an do you have a show. Do you have a black turtleneck? Uh, yeah, I'll wear it. <laughs> I'll wear it during the winter uh, when we shoot. 
uh, just for that. I, we need to all have too. black turtlenecks. <laughs> That's going to be our podcast <laughs> uniform. Like, are you Steve Jobs? No, even better. Even better, yeah. <laughs> it is weird because he's also in glasses and a turtleneck and jeans hmm. in uh, 89. So I'm like, what came first? Did Jobs... Did they did Jobs wear that, and then they're just like, yeah, that's a good look for Bruce Wayne. Or even more funny was it that uh, Michael Keaton wore that '89, and Steve Jobs was like, hmm, I really like Batman. I think maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's a '90s Steve Jobs look, but I could be wrong because he was always wearing like acid-washed jeans. I think. Right. I don't remember him wearing that in the '80s. Not like I was around to have like been watching Apple. Yeah. Conferences yeah. things like that. But, uh, yeah, in which case that might mean he took it from uh, Keaton's look. Who knows? By so, the way, you're, you're from L.A., you know, L.A. area, right, Ben? So Orange I County, don't, yeah. Orange County. But, yeah. like, in Alabama and Georgia growing up, they was like, what the fuck is Apple? Nobody even knew. No <laughs> one had Apple. It was all, especially in the 90s, it was just Windows, I, nothing else. I, I didn't I, didn't I was one of the touch few kids. One. I was one of the few kids that had a Macintosh computer. Oh, so and so it was rare even in this area. It was it was rare at that point, and then people were just like, sure, it's all about PC, it's all about Windows, and then like suddenly Apple became like launched the iMac and the iPhone yeah. and all that type of stuff, and suddenly I'm just like, uh huh, guess who's laughing now? Except now <laughs> I'm on, except now I'm on PC, so it all comes right. on full circle. So we're having a having a Windows machine in LA is like a choice. Like people, <laughs> people really like. I don't know. It's not the default. Like, you went out of your way for PC, I think, in L.A. But anyway, that's another whole other topic. Um, <laughs> any other shout-outs? What we got? Uh, sure. Uh, thank you to Liam O., who we're going to add into our rotation shout-outs because he is one of our uh, patron, yes. uh, patrons on Patreon. Uh, again, Holy Duck, who left that uh, message on YouTube on our Batman Lifestyle episode. Uh, the Blur 93 who comments on our Instagram stuff, as well as uh, a fan who I've been talking to, uh, Joshua Mahoney, uh, who uh, seems to know a lot about martial arts stuff, and had uh, you know we had a good talk about the Batman training episode uh, cool. that we did uh, earlier this year. So uh, those are my custom shoutouts for this episode. Nice. And then as always, I'd like to thank Kookie Noms, Matt Herring, Elijah B, Shamrock Balls. I know you already said it, but Aaron Willett, Ian H, Dan D. And uh, also, please join the Shasta Army. That's the $1 tier on Patreon.com slash Superhero Stuff Pod. And the most importantly is the $5 tier in which you get bonus episodes. And uh, this week is an awesome one because it's all about that fandom. So check that out. And uh, please leave us a review in iTunes. And also take out your phone, record us a bumper, and... Uh, Send that to super, superhousepodcast at gmail.com, and you too can be on the show. And uh, I am Thunderwolf Drew on Twitter and Instagram. Please check us out on YouTube if you aren't already. We started to add our beautiful faces to, uh, <laughs> to, to this. I hope it doesn't ruin it. So, um, not. Yeah, and you can follow us on Instagram on uh, Superhero Stuff Pod on Instagram, and you can follow me if you want uh, on Ben Juan Ryder. Sounds great. This is Andrew signing off. This is Ben signing off. Mm-hmm.